You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, uh, we're going to talk about the power of stories. That sounds interesting. Stick around. I'm going to tell you how that relates to hypnosis and specifically. And uh, yeah, it, it, you'll have some good information by the end of the episode. And as usual, I'm giving away a bunch of free crap. So stick around. Free crap. <laughs> Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is happening, people? It's David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist, and we are back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast. Wah, crap, and who? We're here in the Podcast Detroit Northville Studios. Thank you. With me is Matt. Matt Fox is hey, around and you hanging know, out. And The last two episodes I, I missed. Yeah. yeah I, I apologize that I missed. Oh, no worries. I mean, but yeah. you know what? Life happens. Yeah, it does. Thing, things come up and yeah, you're, you're forgiven. Aw. Yeah. yeah, you're good. Shanks, man. <laughs> So let me tell you, folks, where you can find me. My website is MotorCityHypnotist.com. On the website, you'll find my podcast page, along with a whole bunch of other cool stuff. Uh, actually, you can watch clips of my shows. I'm, I'm kind of getting fond of just going and watching shows since I haven't done one in almost a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, oh, man, I hope I get some shows this year. Get I, the I itch. Hope it gets, I'm getting the itch to be on stage. It's been a long time. Yeah. Um, and hopefully, with the vaccines rolling out, we'll get some semblance of, you know, public gathering sometime this year right. it, it'll be diminished but that normalcy feeling we are still a couple years out so. yes i believe so I, and the good thing is that there are the good possibilities is i i of course in the summertime there's a lot of fairs mm-hmm. which are outside which Correct. makes it more let's say friendly as far as keeping distance yeah. and yeah, being, yeah, yeah. yeah so we'll see knock on wood we'll hopefully get some bookings yeah. well, i'm sure you're you're in the same boat, Matt, as far as your DJing yeah, and, and yeah. having, you know, groups of people together. You know, when you average 25, 30 shows a year yep. Yep. since the mid nineties, yeah. you know, that's, you know, it's income that you sometimes depend on. Oh, absolutely. This past year, you're talking three or four shows and you have to make some drastic mm-hmm. changes, minimal changes to make sure your livelihood is still intact. Uh, but then you go ahead and open up podcast studios and then well, shoot, that, well, that kills true. it all. Well, sure. it? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, hopefully that's benefiting you somewhat. Oh, it, it, it is in the long run that we're in the long game here. And, so. and, and I do have to say, I'm, I am, uh, I'm fortunate because I, I have a full-time job every day in Same. addition to my entertainment side. Same. And I have uh, one of my best friends, his full-time income is gigs. Yeah. I mean, he's works cruise ships. He does, you oh, know, wow. So he's he's had a rough year yeah. as far as that goes, and I'm thankful that I have a, a nine to yeah. five, a career that I that I uh, that I really 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 love. Yep. So yep, absolutely. 
So yeah, my website, we got off track there, but yeah, watch, watch some, watch some show clips on my website and uh, maybe we'll do a show for you someday yeah. when we get back to it. <laughs> I'm the king of digression today. So <laughs> yeah, hey, you know what? I, I do it all the time. Well, we're telling so, stories. Back to it. <laughs> yeah, we are telling stories. You can find me on social media, Facebook and YouTube, Motor City Hypnotist, and on Twitter and Instagram, Motor City Hypno. And if you would like to contribute financially to the show, you can find me on Patreon. Patreon is a creator site. And with a small donation per month, you can kind of help the show out. It just gives me some, uh, I don't know, helps me to pay for things I need to here and yeah, keep the show afloat. Absolutely. Very minimal contributions. We're not talking anything that's going to break the bank. Unless you wanted to, of course. Right. But yeah, I would appreciate anything. What do they get? They get. Oh, they get cool stuff. Like uh, this. Oh, I'm wearing my shirt today. Yes, you get you one are. of these shirts. Yeah. Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, you can get a coffee mug. There like, it is. Just like that. There it is. Although, like I said, as usual, it's it's I rarely use it for coffee. There's coffee in there. Coffee makes me a mite nervous when I drink it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> and uh, as usual on every episode, uh, giving away a bunch of free stuff. Free hypnosis guide is available. My download, Hypnosis for Confidence, is available. And you can also join my private Facebook group, Empower Your Mind for Success. I know I've, I keep pushing that that group because my course will be out. It's It's kind of been delayed. Um, I'm working on it, though. So um, I actually have a couple of the modules done. So keep an eye out for that. That will be a cool thing coming in the near future. Mm. And the most important thing, wherever you're listening, please subscribe and leave a review. That helps me out a lot because that gets my show in front of other eyes and other people, just increases my exposure in a good way. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it just gets more people on the, on the, on the boat. Yeah. On the, in the club. You know how easy it Such is. Such as Alan. Alan's in. Hey, hey Alan's, Alan's here. Happy, happy Friday. Friday. <laughs> yeah. You know how easy it is to join that group, uh, empower your mind for success. Very I, easy. It, I, I just did it. Oh, you just did it. Yeah. 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 And I'll, and I'll get a pop-up to approve you. Yeah. Which I will. Maybe. Just don't worry. I, I'll, <laughs> might not be tonight, but yeah, I will approve you. Oh, I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to Alan. Yep. The, the fuck are you doing? That's my usual for Alan. <laughs> there yeah, it is. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, wherever you're listening, please subscribe and leave a review. That would be fantastic. Thanks. All righty. It's time. Ooh, I've missed this. Ah, uh, winner of the week. That's how winning is done. All right. This this shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. So let me preface this by saying, you know, our show is focused on hypnosis and mental health. We we don't we don't we rarely talk about current events and we definitely don't get get into politics or anything. No. But our, but my winner of the week and you'll know why when I say it, it's Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Simply because of the meme that has just overtaken the internet. Yes. It, it it's fantastic. I said to a bunch of them to my daughter. She's like, why do you have so many? <laughs> I find every single one I can. And everyone is, well, most every single one is funny. Yeah. But Bernie is is a winner, not only because the meme is great and yes. just him sitting there with those gloves on, just yeah. like, a, you know, it was fantastic. But <laughs> but he started a, uh, a charity mm-hmm. based on his meme. Mm-hmm. And he's selling T-shirts and gloves on merchandise on his website. All the proceeds go All to? All the proceeds benefit Vermont-based charities, including Meals on Wheels and senior citizen advocacy groups. It's just great. And he's selling sweatshirts, T-shirts, stickers, 
all sold out in less than 30 minutes once he made them available. Mm-hmm. Uh, additionally, su- additional supplies were similarly snapped up. And he up to well in five days of launching, he raised one point eight million dollars. That's craziness. Yeah, that's crazy cool. Yeah, it's just great, and it's great that I mean, because this, I, I mean, again, <laughs> not talking political. We're just yeah. talking about this this old guy who's who's kind of a character anyway. Correct. And he 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 took this just he just took it so well. I want like, to say grain of salt. He yeah. just took it. He just I mean, he rolled just thought, with it. Okay, like, yeah, what? this is right. funny. I, I he can he can he can laugh at himself, yeah. and he just he just made the best of a uh, of I guess being made. And I don't know if it's even being made fun of. Uh-uh. I think it's. I think a lot of it's just like, oh, yeah, this is great. Yeah. Look at him. He's just a normal dude. Yeah, yeah. They're all, just trying to stay warm. Everybody puts their pants on the same uh-huh. exact way. Right. So, so definitely, and and the fact, and and I do know for people, you know, I'll just had it off ahead of time i know he's a billionaire mm-hmm. or whatever but still he doesn't have to do that Mm-mm. that he started that because he wanted to and give him back to charity so yeah yeah bernie bernie and his memes for sure <laughs> our winner of the week that's how winning is done yes sir <laughs> Yes, Somebody actually sent me a meme. Yeah, it says Bernie Sanders or something. I don't know how. I don't know. I'm not good at memes, and it's a bunch of burning electrical Sanders. So <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> oh man. So today, folks, we're talking about stories, and and what do I mean by that? Because I preface the show by saying we're talking about the power of stories. Yeah. So. I'm going to start with, and I've used this quote probably more than once on the show. It's from Darren Brown, one of my favorite entertainers. Mm-hmm. He's he's called a mental a mental psychologist or a mental hypnotist or a mental entertainer. Huh. So he he varies because because he's done hip he does hypnosis. He's done he's kind of a little bit of magic, but it's more mentalism type things. Okay. If you've ever seen one of his specials on Netflix, fascinating. Yes. Just. Like like mind blowing. So in one of his specials, it was called Miracle because he was kind of in a way he was saying, "Oh, I'm going to give people a religious experience without the religion," was kind of the theme of the show. Hmm. But he has a volunteer up there, and he and he talks about the stories we tell ourselves, stories that that have been embedded into our heads since we were kids, hmm. and those stories even about ourselves. And I'm going to paraphrase because I don't. And the exact quote was was. Fairly long, but I'm going to paraphrase what he said. He said, you know, the things that you tell yourself over and over again, they're just stories. They're just stories that became fact in your mind at one point. And at any point, you can rewrite that story to make it whatever you want it to be. Mm -hmm. And he said, as soon as you take that story and rewrite it and say, everything that I can't control, I'm just going to leave it out there. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to let it go. And I'm just going to focus on what's in my control. Right. And as soon as you change that story and that becomes your reality, everything just becomes easier. Right. Right. Automatically. Right. So, so I, I want to started with that because stories are, are again, they're embedded. They're told to us. We, we grow up believing them. I'm sure you and your sister, Amy, have quite a few stories. Oh, Amy. Yeah, you're, you're... Oh, Amy and I have a lot of good stories. <laughs> Happy Friday. Yeah. yeah. We, we could. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Amy and I have a lot of stories. A lot of them around Camp Dearborn when we were when we were growing up. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but never mind. Good. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Amy, thanks for checking in. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, well, maybe we'll pull a story or two out sometime. Fair. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> All right. So stories are got the stories are as old as mankind. I mean, any ancient culture on Earth has stories and symbols mm-hmm. and and writings mm-hmm. and. And ideas. I mean, going back to, you know, the Egyptian and the hieroglyphs and, and back to, to caveman time and, and, and symbols and pictures that were drawn. And that's how they communicated back in the day. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, Native Americans, Egyptians, uh, Romans, Greek, all, all ancient cultures had ways of conveying stories. Mm-hmm. Even, even back, I mean, again, this goes back to the beginning of man when people learned how to, to, make symbols and write and, mm-hmm. and communicate. So, so these stories are, are they're, they're part of our culture. And, and the reason they're so powerful is because stories evoke an emotion. Mm-hmm. Now I could tell you facts about something and just give them to you. Um, an example would be, um, I'll just, I'll just give you some facts and not tell a story. So there's this man and he has a son and they have an argument. The son runs away. Sometime later, the son returns. Uh, I am so enthralled by that story. <laughs> Sounds like me. Well, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the prodigal son oh, from the okay. Bible. Oh, yeah. Again, even back then. It's a story, though. There's some content missing in there. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and if you just give the basic structure of the facts, it doesn't, it doesn't really give any emotion. And, and, and I, I don't – I'm saying – I'm not saying that somebody couldn't identify with those few words that I read, but definitely with the background and the interaction and the details, that, that, that's what evokes the emotion. Mm-hmm. So facts without the story, they lack power. Th- those facts that you gave, I went right mm-hmm. to my own relationship with my own father. There you go. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and people do that. They identify with stories because part of it, or at least some of it, they can relate to. Mm-hmm. The The... Fairy tales are another great example of stories mm-hmm. and their stories, even though they're make believe, but most of them are to make a point about something, right? The ugly duckling. Mm-hmm. The whole point is about self-esteem mm-hmm. and growing into being confident the and little, the little train that could. Yeah. yeah. Uh, tortoise and the hare. Yeah. If you're overconfident, what could happen to you? Mm-hmm. So, so there are thoughts and feelings attached to a lot of these old stories and and the big thing about stories is the greatest stories, all of them have a theme that's the same. It's overcoming a challenge. Mm-hmm. Almost every great story you you you've ever read or every great movie that you've watched. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are some not so great movies or books or mm-hmm. stories that that didn't follow that formula. Sure, but Brothers Grimm, for example. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. They, they had a formula yep. They followed that yep. formula, even formula. though it was on a darker side, uh, it's still follow the same formula. And, and that's, and if you've ever done any, and I'll, I'll get off on a small tangent here, speaking of tangents stories. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Why uh, so, <laughs> so uh, anybody who's done any type of writing or been interested in writing or literature, the formula is almost always the same. Mm-hmm. You have an antagonist, you have a protagonist. Mm-hmm. There's a conflict. Something has to be resolved. You get a reward at the end. Right. That basic structure is is pretty much the idea of every single story and movie you've ever seen. <laughs> right. You're right. Yeah. 
There's a there's a few biographies like that too. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Most definitely. <laughs> so so I even go back to like some of my favorite stories. Um, uh, uh, few of my favorite books when I was growing up uh, one was Lord of the Rings. I read oh. that trilogy. I don't know. Can you speak uh, 10, Elvish? 12 times. You... No, I cannot. Right. But but I understand it. But but the, again the theme is you know this this Frodo is tasked with a challenge. Mm-hmm. He has to overcome it mm-hmm. and and overcome the evil. That's mm-hmm. the conflict and there's a bad guy and there's a good guy good team and a bad team and there's yep. this conflict. Who's the antagonist? Saruman. Saruman. Yes. <laughs> Or, or, um, yeah, Saruman yeah. and, and others along the way is minion, his minions, of course. Correct. You know, um, <laughs> Sauron is, well, Sauron. Sauron is really the main villain, but yes. Saruman was his, you know, yeah. his puppet, yes. let's say. <laughs> um, I, I, another one, um, uh, the, uh, the, the whole gunslinger series, the dark tower series from Stephen King. Yeah. It's like eight books, but one of my, I've, I've read that more than once mm-hmm. because it's, it's, you're involved in the story and the characters and the feelings, and that's mm-hmm. what makes a great story. The show remake out there right out right now, The Stand. Yep. Yep. Yeah, another Stephen King yep. book. Yeah. The, the the I believe it was the seventh episode just dropped last night. Yep. Just and I um, didn't watch last night. Yet. Neither have I. Okay. I I'm, I'm caught up through uh, you know all the way through six. I haven't watched seven yet, but mm-hmm. yeah, same same feeling. You know, a lot of his books, Stephen King, he has all of that. You know, the long walk. Well, well, yeah, and right? you talk about a formula. Yeah. Even though these stories have totally different uh, uh, details, yeah. the ideas are always the same. Formula. The long yeah. walk is one of the best stories I've ever read by uh-huh. Richard Bachman, yep. aka Stephen right. King. Right. Absolutely. So. Yep. And even just 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 the 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 imagery that it evokes, and that's what a great story does. It gives mm. you a feeling. For those of you who've never read any of Stephen King, I'm I'm gonna just don't worry. I'm just gonna I'm trying to think of a good word without being being obscene. Spoilers. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna flatter Stephen King for a bit. I was okay. gonna say something else. He's got but, some amazing tweets out there too. By but the way, his so. yeah, oh yeah. So the first line in the whole Dark Tower series was the first book, The Gunslinger, and it just starts. It's one of the best first lines of any book. Well, in my opinion, and and, and I've read from other other experts' opinions. The man in black fled across the desert and the gunslinger followed. Hmm. So right off the bat, you're like, it just, it's just like, whoa, what's happening here? Man in black. I want to know. The man in black. And who's this gunslinger and why is he following him? And they're in the desert. It just, it just evokes imagery. Hmm. So again, the greatest story is about overcoming challenges and stories engage emotions. And that's, that's what makes stories and movies. That's why people get so invested in them. You know, we just recently, The Mandalorian. Yes. The season two finale. Yes. I won't spoil it for those of you who haven't. If you haven't watched now, Shame on you're you. probably not watching. <laughs> but but the, the the emotion that evoked uh-huh. what was un- incredible. The buildup of the emotion as well yeah. from everything going on to that one point where – it's revealed uh-huh. the emotion in you. People well, just were building, and yeah, building, and, 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 the, and the, the 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 tenseness and the stress. And I got the, goosebumps just yeah. thinking about oh, it I know. right now. I know, and, and that's what's great. It's great about stories. And the biggest thing is stories can convey transformation. It brings out emotion, but it can also convey transformation. Mm-hmm. Like like it's the whole hero journey from being a nobody to a hero, or being a loser to being a winner. I mean, these are these are all components of great stories. Your own sister even uh, cried. She was so emotional uh, with that. Oh, <laughs> oh, I'm glad she liked. Oh, I'm glad you watched it, Amy. That's awesome. Yes, yeah, it was emotional. It I can't, really I can't was. say I didn't shed a tear or two. 
Just goosebumps, man. Yeah, it was it was it's fantastic. Um, and and one of the biggest things is in a lot of a lot of therapy is focusing on stories, people telling stories, you know, me me interacting and asking them about their stories and details, and that brings up emotions, and that's how we work on things. Mm-hmm. And with hypnosis, what we try to do is you try to evoke imagery, because I can I can hypnotize someone and say to them. Okay, from this point going forward, you no longer want to smoke and be done. I could do that, but that's that's not really effective because it's not it's not evoking emotion or visualization or or letting somebody see how their life would be different. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times with hypnosis, what I will do is I will future pace them. I'm like, okay, picture yourself five years from now. Mm-hmm. Picture what you're doing throughout the day without smoking. What, what, how is it different? What has changed? How do you feel? Mm-hmm. It's, it's evoking and making that emotional connection to it. And this goes back to one of the, the, the masters of using stories and, and specifically metaphors in hypnosis, Milton Erickson. Ah, Uncle Milty. Uncle Milty. <laughs> one of, one of his, one of his greatest, uh, I, I guess, um, segues what is, which reminds me of a patient I once had. And then he would go into a story about that. And, and it's, and it's like, oh, okay. So now, so now it's, it's, it's kind of removed the, the focus off of the person themselves. And he's, he's just talking about somebody else. He's talking about another patient he had once. They don't realize when he's talking, it's applying to them. But because he's removed that direct influence towards them, they're more accepting of it because they're like, oh, he's not really focused on me right now. And that's another way hypnosis works is, is you're, you don't have to be direct. You can use, use, you can use stories. You can use metaphors, things like that to get mm-hmm. an idea across. And our subconscious is more open to those because it's not direct. Huh. Gets them, uh, you know, curious listening. It's kind of like put your guard down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause, yeah. oh, this isn't about me. Okay. I'll, right. I'll, I'll listen because a lot when you're in therapy, you're, you're there for you, mm-hmm. but you're hearing a story about somebody else. So you know, you're not alone. Absolutely. However, in Uncle Milty's yeah. world, <laughs> in Uncle Milty's world, he's looking for a change in you. Yeah, you just don't know it, right? Or you might know it, but until it happens, you might not know mm-hmm. it, right? So let's talk about metaphors, because most stories contain some sort of metaphor. I, I mean, the whole the, the the I mean, I go back to the Lord of the Rings, the the, the whole idea of of there's a ring that that's evil and it corrupts men and only people who are good in heart can mm-hmm. can resist that temptation. So right. so there's a whole underlying thing, but the ring's just a metaphor for not letting not being influenced by something bad. I'm right. simplifying it because yeah. there's a a lot more details. Yeah. But that's bit. really kind of the the idea. So a metaphor simply put is a figure of speech that makes a comparison between between two unlike things. Um so it's a, it's it's a it's a a way of asserting that two things are identical rather than just similar. So I'll, I'll just throw out a couple of, of metaphors that everyone knows my better half when somebody says that. Oh, it's your spouse. Yeah. It's your spouse. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's to refer to your significant other, but metaphorically you're talking about the half of a whole Mm -hmm. seeing that you are together. Mm -hmm. You're a whole, but that's one half of the whole. When I say my better half, I actually mean it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do too. I do that often. I don't know if my wife is listening, but yeah, my better half is might might be listening. Um, A slippery slope. That's a common one that that everyone's heard. Risky. Yeah. Yeah. Impending danger initiated by a fault, small few steps. 
uh, roller coaster of emotions, mm. you know, ups and downs. Put your hands up. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, off topic. If, I, I don't know if you've seen the recent video of the, the two old people on the slingshot ride. I have not. Oh, it's great. The, the woman's very concerned, but the guy, he's, they, they have to be in their 70s. I'm oh, my say. goodness, yeah, really? Yeah. They Senior to, citizens. They had to sign a waiver oh, I was thinking, in black but the, but marker. The, the, this guy was, was OG, man. He was just... Never touched the handles. He just oh. loved it. He was just, just, it was so great to see. Yeah, that'll a lot be me. Of fun. Yeah, that yeah. will be me. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I use this one all the time. Beating a dead horse. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it, and, and, and these things evoke imagery. So they're, they're conveying an idea without saying, you know, quit, quit saying the same thing over and over again. But you're a parent, right? I am a parent. Yeah. How, oh, yeah. how often oh, do you I, have to repeat I, yourself? I beat the dead horse a lot. <laughs> all, yeah, all the time. Um, you know, heart of stone, couch mm. potato. Again, these things are are just metaphors that, that express ideas. One of my favorite metaphors, Dave, is that they wear their heart on their sleeve. Uh-huh. That just means they they care. They show emotion. They show emotion. Just freely and outwardly. Mm-hmm. Yep. One of my favorite metaphors. You know, there's a number of people that uh, I've known in my world, and I'm sure you have as well, that that that's how you describe them, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yep. Yeah, they wear their heart on their sleeve. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's it's like a, a, a recognition that they're very emotional, not, not, and not, not emotional in a bad way, that they just express emotion. Right. They're very open. Mm-hmm. Yep. As opposed to somebody who's very closed and just being a dick. You know? <laughs> yeah. That, because that can be viewed that way too. Sure. You know, if somebody's closed. So, so metaphors allow us to create imagery and imagery is important, especially when we're trying to, um, rewrite the stories that we tell ourselves, mm-hmm. because you can say to yourself, I'll use this example because I use it all the time for myself. I, I need to work out. And in your head, you're saying, I need to work out. Mm-hmm. And, and the thought of it might, might motivate you. It might not. But if you were to think about it, in, in an imagery instead of just the thought of having to do it. So the imagery you would, you would think of is, okay, what would I feel and look like if I worked out for six months mm. and seeing that, like actually visualizing it, I, I would feel better. I would probably sleep better. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be stronger. I would look better. Sure. And, and just having that imagery and that future pacing allows you to be more motivated to do the thing you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So, so the imagery is, is a really important as far as therapy and as, and with hypnosis is, is seeing what that change looks like when you get there. A great story evokes thought and emotion. And honestly, that's what we do in therapy. We want to evoke thought and emotion. That's that's part of, of change. It's part of growth. It's part of resolving issues. The deeper level deeper level of thought mm-hmm. uh, about oneself. Yeah. If you can get them to talk, you know, emotionally yep. dive deeper and it really makes an individual that much more coherent as to how what their feelings are. And where they are in the moment. Yep, absolutely. And 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 we go back to Milton Erickson, mm-hmm. he, who loved to use metaphors. Um. So, the, the, and I'll, I'll paraphrase this because I don't want to read it word for word. But you know, he he was the master of the double blind, meaning where wherein if the only thing he could f- that a client could find was a positive outcome from their efforts, if that's the only thing they were looking for. And they didn't achieve what they set out to achieve. He would ask, well, what did you achieve instead? Hmm. You, you didn't achieve the specific thing you were looking for, but what else did you achieve? Right. 
and he would just reinforce it that way. That's positive reinforcement at that. And, and, and then once they say, well, yeah, I didn't achieve that goal, but I did do this. And he's like, well, perfect. You're a step closer. Mm-hmm. You, you, you did achieve something. Mm-hmm. And just reframing it. And reframing is a huge tool in therapy as far as reframing the perception of what's going on. Mm. And, and, <laughs> and you'll, you'll like this, Matt, because with Milton, of course. Uncle Milton. Uh, his use of metaphor was sometimes so obscure that the conscious mind could make no sense of it. Huh. But the subconscious mind would, would totally link into it. Right, right. You dream about it, but you can't verbalize yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you don't like you don't understand what somebody's saying. And and this goes this goes back to the whole hypnosis technique of of confusion. Of you know, um I'll even I'll even do this, I'll I'll give an example for when I do shows. I'll say, in a moment, but not yet. Ah. Or like, especially when, when I'm doing the induction where we're getting people to that relaxed state, I'll say in a moment, but not yet, you're going to realize that you won't be able to open your eyes, but not yet. So I keep, I, I keep kind of giving conflicting instructions huh. because it just bypasses that critical factor. Huh? I know that's very simplistic and it goes on a little more than that. Sure. So, so here's, here's one of, here's one of the famous metaphors uh, from Milton. There was an occasion when he was treating somebody for tinnitus, which is ringing in your ears. And he told a story. He told his patient a story. He says, hey, you know what I I did one time? I visited the steelworks. It's a a steel plant. Mm -hmm. Um, Must be very loud. And he said that uh, I visited and I couldn't talk to anybody because the noise was so deafening. I couldn't hear myself speak. And then he, and then the story he goes on to say, I asked the owner if I could sleep there at night. So wow. I woke in the morning and found out that I was easily able to have a conversation with everyone around me. Wow. That actually makes a lot of freaking sense. <laughs> right. So it's like sometimes the, the noise at first, the noise seems overwhelming, but after a while, you just tune it out. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like being so a parent. Again, the metaphor of tuning out unnecessary noise. That's the whole thing he was getting out right. there. Fair enough. Yeah. Not like being a parent then, because that's not unnecessary noise. Yeah. So, well, sometimes it could be necessary. <laughs> so, folks, we just we, we just got started as far as what stories and metaphors are and imagery and how that's important. What we're going to do in the next episode, we're going to continue on with this. I'm going to give you ways that you can use this, ways that you can implement these things, these these stories and these metaphors and this imagery to help you with whatever issues you're you're dealing with and and how to reframe it. And that really is the key here is reframing those stories that you tell yourself. So make sure you tune in the next episode where we do uh, story time number two. Actually, it's power of stories. Power of stories. Story time might be a better title for the uh, yeah. podcast, though. I might change it. Ah, fair uh, enough. Okay. Hey, for those on Facebook, yes. uh, continue watching. Yeah, stay on uh, Facebook, folks. We're going to be right back. Yeah. Um, when we start recording our next episode, you got it. For those of you listening on the podcast audio, hop into the next episode as soon as it's available. Yeah, it might be available now. It might not be, but you have to subscribe. If to you Patreon. subscribe, you'll know when it comes up. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. All right, folks. Change your thinking. Change your life. Laugh hard. Run fast. Be kind. I will see you next time. <laughs>